0: weather and science across the globe the weather jazz podcast
1: i can't think of anyone who doesn't like fridays andre throws caution to the wind with open line friday buckle up and get ready launching in
0: three two one Everybody and welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything—weather, science, earth science—and on open line Friday, sometimes I open up Pandora's box and we talk about all kinds of things. Well, I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bertier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television. In Cleveland, Ohio, this is episode number three hundred and twenty one for Friday, April 22nd, twenty, twenty two. We're getting deeper and deeper into the month of April and we are about to see a huge temperature increase. Now, bear in mind here in the Ohio Valley, it was just a few days ago where we were dealing with snowfall and enough to push around with even a brush if your car was left outside, and certainly on decks and rooftops and trees and things of that nature because the snow was wet and it was sticky. And so it produced quite a bit of snowfall, up to an inch. And the maximum, by the way, and I failed to mention this a few days ago, but the maximum that we saw early this week, four and a half inches. And that was in nearby Mantaway, which is really only a short drive away from the Weather Jazz Studios in West Central, Geauga County. We picked up about an inch, maybe a little over 1.1, 1.2. But again, it was very pretty because it was sticking over everything. So we'll go from that scenario just a few days ago to low 80s this weekend. And so it goes as far as temperature variations and huge wild temperature swings. This is the second greatest month for those kinds of departures. The first is the month of March with the uh, the greatest number of wild temperature swings over 20 degrees in a short period of time. And we'll do a whole lot better than that given the fact that we stayed in the 30s. On Monday, and we're talking about 80s. So uh, a rather significant categorical shift occurred yesterday. The first one, we went from 30s right to the 50s yesterday. And so today we go from 50s to 60s, and tomorrow we'll go from 60s to 80s, low 80s, huge temperature swings. And by the way, we're not done with the swings. We're going to see a rather significant shift back down into the cold zone as we head into early to middle part of next week. However, I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on the 80s coming up this weekend. This is where you come in. I've always felt that Weather Jazz had the potential to be a forum To be a place where people can come in, congregate, and offer up their voice. I'm going to ask you to do that right now. I know that I have a lot of listeners to Weather Jazz. I have access to all of the metrics and will check in periodically to see what episodes are doing what and how many downloads I'm getting. And suffice to say, I'm getting a lot. Now, since season two started... We are approaching 75,000 downloads. That's a lot of people. And when you break it down per episode, and this is where you come in. It's always been my hope to get you involved in some way, shape, or form. And this is what I'm asking you to do. As we approach this weekend, think about what it is that you're planning to do. Now, this is no surprise that we're going to jump into the 80s this weekend. We've been touting this for quite some time now. If you live in the Ohio Valley, or even in the surrounding states, which will also see the warm-up, I want you to contact me one of two ways. My favorite way is the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. Please give me a quick call. Give me your name, the town that you're calling from, and what it is you plan on doing this weekend with highs in the 80s. And maybe it's something that you've not done since September of last year, or maybe even since the summer of last year. Whatever it might be, I want to know about it. And the more specific, the better. So call me and leave me a message. It doesn't have to be very long. It can be 30 seconds or less. Or it can be up to 90 seconds, whatever it is. I just need you to call 2345255888. Again the number 2345255888. You can also drop me an email, Weatherjazz at yahoo.com and leave me a message that way. That'll be just fine. But I really would love to hear your voice. So leave me a message. And I will collect them, and hopefully we will have a plethora of those of you that have called in, because I'd love to know what you're planning to do for the temperatures that will glide into the 80s this weekend. That's your assignment, and I'm counting on you to get involved. Please, just take a few seconds and pick up the phone and let me know what you'll be doing this weekend. Once again, two three four five two five five eight eight eight, or go to weatherjazz.com and click on the contacts tab to get all of that contact information so that you can make that call, or you can send me an email. Well, I suppose with temperatures gliding into the 80s, it wouldn't be surprising if some of you would be heading out for ice cream. And coming up after the break, I'm going to share an archived episode, part one of an archived episode that I initially gave in 2008, right here on Weather Jazz in season one. And we spoke to an ice cream distributor and ice cream maker. But it's where that is the most interesting. We're going to go to Fairbanks, Alaska. Alaska. A place that is very cold. And you're probably wondering do they make ice cream in the winter? The short answer is yes. But we go into much greater depth and detail in this archived episode from season one, 2008. You don't want to miss it. And that's coming right up. Don't go away. Does anybody buy ice cream during the bitterly cold winter days in Fairbanks, Alaska? Well, one Bostonian placed his bet that they would and started a designer ice cream shop right in the middle of Alaska, in the second most populated city of Fairbanks. Its population of 31,000 is about the same size as Cedar Falls, Iowa, Bangor, Maine, or Dartmouth, Massachusetts, just to give you a little reference. One thing in its favor... It's an active college town. Jeff wool and his brother, Adam are the creators of hot Licks homemade ice cream. This program is part one of a two part series. Let's get to know Jeff and how he and his brother came up with the idea of making ice cream in Alaska. Jeff, it's uh, great to have you on weather jazz today. We certainly have a very interesting story and, uh, you have a lot of interesting things to share. Uh why don't you tell the audience uh, how you ended up in Fairbanks, Alaska, because that is not uh, from where you originally came.
1: I originally came from Boston, and uh, I, went to, I went to school in Oregon. That was getting a little bit closer. I guess I kept migrating further and further west. I went, to, uh, I went to a university in New Hampshire, and then from there I went to, uh, to Colorado, Mm-hmm. And I just kept going to school for a year at a time. And then from Colorado, I went to Oregon and spent two years there. When I finished uh, school in Oregon. I uh, went to Alaska. I thought about a place I'd like to visit. And I had an idea I'd like to work. processed seafood, and then um, went back to Massachusetts, and uh, got married, and, and came back with my wife, and I guess um, I could say, you know, we were on the wrong boat instead of going to Hawaii. We came, <laughs> back, to, we came back to Alaska again, and and uh, really didn't, didn't plan on getting into the ice cream business. I think if I'd known I was going to get into the ice cream business, Hawaii would have been better choice but you know 49th state 50th state we we picked the 49th and we um we came here to teach uh my wife was a a nurse and I was a school teacher we did that for about six years and then it was my brother actually coming up here without a job and I was sort of between schools and not uh you know I left the teaching position in the bush and uh didn't yet have was not yet hired in Fairbanks Mm -hmm. and the two of us, uh, decided to go into the ice cream business. It was the, really the heyday of ice cream in Boston. And that was back in, I guess, 1980 that he came up here or 80, I guess 80, 85, 84 that he came up here. And that was kind of the peak of the, uh, Ben and Jerry's and Steve's and, uh, and we decided to give it a try up here. But, uh, so
0: Jeff, uh, what you ended up doing is you looked around and you probably saw that there wasn't a whole lot of variety when it came to ice cream in Alaska. And was that the tipping point that made you decide, okay, let's try ice cream?
1: Uh, yeah, we had Baskin Robbins and that was about it. And we thought we could do better. We just decided to give it a try. And I think your the name of your uh, show is...
0: Weather jazz.
1: Um, weather jazz. And that's interesting. Uh, that, that relates to our business, uh, Hotlicks. Hotlicks homemade ice cream. Hotlicks is a jazz term. My brother was a jazz musician. And when we first started Hotlicks, we, uh, we played jazz there about, oh, initially about once a week. And that's that part of our... Okay. I'm, I'm getting a little off track here. I'll let you ask the questions and I'll try to answer
0: them, but well, more accurate. Well, no, that's that's very interesting. It's interesting that you mention that uh, hot licks is actually a jazz term, um, and I hadn't thought of that—that that the, the two weather jazz and hot licks are actually related in that way. I did read in your hot lick story on your webpage and we're going to provide a link. Uh, to your web page from ours, Weather Jazz, so people can read up on it. It's a fascinating story. Uh, but uh, you uh, both played jazz for a little while. Your brother still plays jazz in Fairbanks, from what I understand.
1: Yeah, he. Uh-huh. he uh, after four years, we we worked together for four years and decided, you know, we had certain differences about the business, and uh, you know, to we want to retain our our brotherly relationship and, and our business relationship and, and it was a good, it was a good choice all around. Sure. I, mm-hmm. um, I ended up buying the, his 50% ownership of the business and my wife and I continued it on after that first four years where there was really, he and I were the two partners and, um, and I, and I bought his share and he went and started a, uh, an, a club, a nightclub called, um, the blue loon. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the, uh, the best nightclub in, in Fairbanks. They bring up a lot of, a lot of national names, uh, musicians, and um, it's, uh, it's a great place to, to visit. So I'm, I'm happy that he has uh, done that, even though you know, initially it was a difficult thing to, to split up the, the business that way, but it turned out the best for
0: everybody, I think, really. Sure, but he's uh, still right there, and uh, you're certainly within driving distance of each other. And I would imagine, and Jeff, I've got to ask you: uh, your brother's name is Adam, correct? Correct. And does Adam come in for an ice cream every now and again in the shop? And if he does, is it complimentary?
1: (laughs) Well. (laughs) And, and he and he does it now more than ever because he has a two-year-old daughter. Oh yes, getting her first taste of ice cream. So yeah, of course. And I get I get beer on the house at the at the club at the Blue Loon, and he gets ice cream. And so we, we help <laughs> each other that way. But uh, now that he has his little girl, then he's, I see him more often all the time. So it, that's, that's really fun.
0: It's a great symbiotic relationship. It sounds like. Mm hmm. Well, let me get back to the ice cream, because when you and I first had a discussion on the telephone, when I was asking you to be on the Weather Jazz, I asked you about weather. Because whenever you think of Fairbanks, especially in the winter, you're frequently at 30 and 40 below for extended periods of time. The last thing that I would think of living in Fairbanks would be to go grab an ice cream. But yet you still make ice cream in the wintertime. Um but people aren't really eating it in Fairbanks. You're shipping it south, aren't you?
1: Yeah, they call Anchorage, uh, they call it Lost Anchorage, or they call it the Banana Belt up here mm-hmm. in Fairbanks. Um, we we get the coldest and the hottest weather in the entire state, and and so the biggest temperature range is is Fairbanks. And in the, the twenty five, how many? I've been here, I guess twenty eight years now. And in that time, the um, the coldest I've seen is, is sixty eight below, and the hottest it's I guess it's been just about a hundred degrees, but it, that's extreme. I mean, we usually will get. In the mid 80s in the summer um at, on a regular basis and in the winters 68 below is pretty extreme uh 40 below zero for weeks on end. You know, we'll have two weeks straight of, of 40 below zero fahrenheit and uh, centigrade is exactly the same at 40 below but uh, <laughs> that, uh, that's uh that's on a regular basis so and then in, in anchorage it's um Usually in the winter, it's above zero, not below zero. Mm-hmm. That's, and uh, So we do, in the winter, most of the ice cream we make does go to Anchorage. We supply uh, several restaurants there. And, but, you know, that's really what happens with our business is in the summer, we're making ice cream six and seven days a week for eight to 12 hours a day for the summer months. And then in the winter, we make uh, ice cream. we we'll make about... Oh, eight to twelve, eight hours a day, once every two weeks, mm-hmm. and so our business pretty much comes to a, a halt. Um, I've heard it said that Alaska is the number one per capita in ice cream consumption. I've also heard that said about Rhode Island. I think between those two states, uh, there's a lot of ice cream eaters. Um, but in the winter months in Fairbanks, it's it's hard to sell an ice cream cone. You, the advantage <laughs> to be that that. Uh, it's not going to melt when you walk around outside, but That's it's true. also your your tongue might stick to it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my! Um, for twelve years, when we had the uh, the sit down cafe, we had soup, bread, ice cream, and coffee the mm-hmm. four basic food groups. And at that time, uh, we you know people would come in for hot soup and uh, baked goods, and almost always would, would have co- would have ice cream. Before leaving, um, and that's what we're, we're doing again. We did that for 12 years and then we went seasonal and just had an April through September shop mm-hmm. and had no real place to sell our ice cream other than the grocery stores, a little bit of pints in the grocery stores. Um, but. Uh, that's when in the winter we sent most of it to Anchorage. Uh,
0: you have a new shop that you're um, working on right now. In fact, uh, we even heard a little bit of uh, construction work going on. You must be there. Tell us about your uh, new shop.
1: Well, uh, since, uh, let's see, our other, we had, a, we had a year-round shop from 86 to 97. And that was our, where we played jazz uh, once a week at first then every two weeks. Uh, we had the Hotlicks Jazz Band play there. Uh, we did that for about 12 years and sort of just got tired of the food business, and that's when we, we quit it, went seasonal to a, a small walk-up building, um, and we did that from, from 97 up until now. So that's when we um, sold ice cream April through September, and now we just uh, just wanted to open another one, so we're going to go back to uh, kind of the original. We won't have the, the soups before the, mm. the homemade soups and the baked goods we, we may offer food item we're not sure yet what it'll be we'll have certainly have ice cream coffee and chocolate here we we, um, we buy a lot of chocolate for the ice cream we buy you know 500 pounds at a time wow um, of those food items but in addition to the the chocolate the coffee and the ice cream we may do crepes or we may do something
0: the pasties you mentioned pasties i'm familiar with those apparently those are extremely popular in northern wisconsin and the upper peninsula of michigan it's the first place i ever encountered the word pasties and uh it was the the locals that had to explain to me what that is is uh is that where you got the idea from did you happen to be running through northern wisconsin at one point
1: no i didn't i i um got the idea from our dairy in oregon and I'm not sure where they got it. That, the name mm-hmm. of the dairy is Lockmead, and it's a, a Scottish family, I believe. Uh-huh. It's a Scottish term. They, they um, the, the dairy is in Junction City, Oregon, and they have been in the dairy business, third-generation, um, you know, small family farm in Oregon, and the the daughter, manager there, I guess she's be the, oh, she's the granddaughter of the great, grand, I think the granddaughter mm-hmm. of the originator of the dairy. She recently got married, and she and her husband are branching up into this pasty business, and I wasn't familiar with that term either. I thought it came from England, but um, I I don't know that much about it.
0: You'll have to tell me how, uh, how the sales are. We'll follow up with you after this summer uh, season is over, and you can tell us how the pasty business went this year how does that sound
1: that sounds fine yeah i think we'll probably be trying that you know towards middle or late summer i don't know if we'll try it initially we're, we should open here in april and um, i'll be getting samples of those pasties and so yeah we might be trying those as early mm-hmm. as, as may or june and we had something that we could receive regularly our our dairy mix comes up from oregon um And hopefully we'll be bringing back some music
0: here again, too. Terrific.
1: So I hope that would happen again.
0: I certainly hope you enjoyed today's episode, Ice Cream in Alaska, an archived episode from 2008. Well, you may be enjoying that ice cream this coming weekend. And once again, I'm going to ask you, those of you that are listening to this podcast, as we begin to approach the weekend period where we see the temperatures in the Ohio Valley zoom up into the 80s, what will you be doing? What are you planning on doing this weekend? It might be something special, or it might be something that, you're just looking forward to getting out and doing for the first time since the summer of 2021. I'd love to find out, and I'm looking forward to your call. Call me. The Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line is waiting for you two three four five two five five eight eight eight. And if that's too fast, just go to weatherjazz.com. Click on the Contacts tab, and all of that information will drop down into your lap and onto your computer screens. Again, this program will become much richer with your participation. I'm counting on it. Do me a favor and just give me a 30-second call or a 30-second email so that I can share that with you coming up next week. Because we're going to tumble back down in temperature invariably next week, especially toward the middle of the week. So let's enjoy this for what it is. Let me know what your plans are. And I would also like to take the opportunity as I normally love to do on Friday is brag on those that step alongside me and support this program in a way that helps me to keep the quality nice and high and helps to keep things like the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line up and running so that you can call. So those supporters are Victoria Singer in Vermont, Kian Galunas in Vermont, Dale Osborne in Kirtland, Ohio, Will and Tonya Krause and family in Ohio, Christine Barnes in Medina, Ohio, Rose Moore in Conquer Township, Ohio, in Florida, in the Tampa area, Bill Martin, and in the Nashville, Tennessee area, Andrea Rich. Thank you so much. Love to add your name. Let me know. I'm looking perhaps at making some adjustments to how I do this, but for the moment, you can still add your name right now. And of course, the more names that go on this list, the more inclined I will be to keep this aspect of the support going. It's very, very important. It really gives me a lot of encouragement when you do sign up. And how do you do that? Just go to weatherjazz.com, click on supporter. Not only will you see the list of names that I just mentioned, but you can add your name just as easy as one, two, three. It's very, very easy. And if you have a question, topic suggestion, and of course, I am looking for what you're doing this weekend, let me know. Take 30 seconds of your time, and call the Weather Jazz podcast audience. Connect line 234-525-5888. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the warm. And we'll see you on Monday right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science Across the globe. Across the globe. The Weather Jazz podcast.